are Locked On Packers. I feel like we can run the table. We really do. Your daily Green Bay Packers podcast. Rodgers gets out. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Floats it. Your team. Oh, every day. Touchdown. You are Locked On Packers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. I'm Peter McCaffrey, and I cover the Packers for The Leap, a newsletter I would love for you to subscribe to. You can follow me on Twitter at Peter underscore Bukowski. Follow the podcast on Twitter at Locked on Packers. Like us on Facebook. Subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, on Spotify, on Google Podcasts, wherever you find podcasts, you will find Locked on Packers, the number one Packers podcast on the internet and the show for fans who know what happened. They want to know why and how. No Expert Tuesday today. Uh, we have the extra day this week with no opponent because of the bye week that we are going to talk about the Packers on Thursday as well. Lily Zao will be here tomorrow and we will still have our live show on Friday. Of course, no live on Sunday because the Packers don't play. So our Monday podcast will just be the Monday podcast as normal. And thanks for everyone who makes their podcast first listen this show. We thank you. Uh, coffee and locked on Packers. Put it on a t-shirt. Maybe I should put it on a t-shirt. Also, if you are waiting on a Leap t-shirt because you are a Leap founding member, we have those uh, put together and you should be looking out for an email in the next week or two um, on how you can, how you're going to get those. So just want to let everyone know that. Also, there's a guy who thinks that uh, the intro to the show includes a clip with Devin Funches. And while I appreciate your passion, um, that's Joe Buck saying floats it, not Funches. So be- I, I didn't want to use your name and call anybody out, but I, I just wanted to let you know because this is the only way I have to get in contact with you. Leaving messages on the on the Lockdown Packers fan hotline. I appreciate the passion, but had nothing to do with Devin Funches. Um Today on the show, I want to do a couple different things because um, the Packers take this week to self-scout. That's what teams do on the bye week. At least that's what smart teams do. We're going to do a little bit of that today. I also want to put a little bit of a bow on uh, this this Packers-Rams game because it was such an important game. I also want to look at a little bit where the Packers stand now in the NFC after everything that has gone on over the last few weeks, as we we can sit and, and just take a breath and step back. And Aaron Rodgers' feet are somewhere not on camera, at least not on camera at a press conference. Billy Turner's feet, <laughs> somewhere not on camera, luckily. And we don't have to worry about the status of David Bakhtiari or Jair Alexander this week because there's no Packer game. So we just get to take a second. We just get to take stock for a moment. And I think for a lot of people, that means enjoying what happened on Sunday. What transpired in an impressive win, a game that was not the single score that the final score says it was. I went back and, and watched it uh, with a, with a close eye as I as I always do, and the thing that struck me that I didn't catch as much 
live in part because when you when you're in the building it's just harder to identify nuances normally i have a chance to be taking notes and and doing all kinds of things looking at replays and and taking more notes um but when you're there i was there with my family as a fan it's not something that i have i have done in a very long time but it was something i'm i was very glad i got to do it was a great game for that um there were a lot of people um who reached out to come say hi and friends that I, that I got to see there that I have not seen in a long time. So so that part of it was was really, really cool. It just means that, I, you know, it, it, I didn't have the same level of of um, analytical brain turned on for a lot of it. Going back helps helps focus, helps the, the synapses fire a little bit differently. And. A couple things stood out that I think are really worth worth mentioning. We we sometimes get bogged down and and I'll I'll speak for myself here. The offense has not looked the same way that it did in 2020. And so by those standards, it's a disappointment, right? Except that we we knew always it was going to take some level of regression from a year ago. They just, Rodgers was not going to throw 48 touchdowns at five interceptions. He was not going to have all-time great EPA per play numbers. It just wasn't going to happen. And not because he wasn't going to have a good season. He's having another very good season. He's still a top five MVP candidate over at betonline.ag. But it's it's not the same. It hasn't looked the same. It's been a little bit more disjointed in a column that I wrote for The Leap today. I compared it to having a real life Lamborghini that can break down uh, and go 120 miles an hour. But then the next thing might break down and then you fix it and then it goes 120 again. That that's how this offense can feel at times. Now, part of that is injuries. They haven't had their whole group healthy. And we keep saying, okay, well, but they're but 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 and not that not that you're making excuses, but I think again, I'll speak for myself. It's always being compared to last year, but then also, yeah, but think about what they could be. Think about what they could be with David Bakhtiari. And with all of the guy with MVS healthy and AJ Dillon and Aaron Jones healthy, that I think that's great and that's important. And and do that. Think about that. And and look, I've spent a lot of time doing that. But this is the kind of thing where I, I, I think we can miss the forest for the trees. When we try and figure out how good the Packers are, frame it in, in, in the course of this season. And so when you go back to week one, the Packers since then are the number two offense in EPA per play. They're the number one offense in EPA per dropback. So no, they're not destroying teams offensively. They're not hanging 40 on everyone the same way that they did last year. But relative to the rest of the league, where everyone is in this state of flux, Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs are trying to figure out what their offense looks like in the modern defensive paradigm. All the two shell, all of the, the umbrella coverages that are being out there. Teams are able to stop the run in these light boxes. And guess what? A team like the Packers with a, a terrific quick game thrower, with a hammer running back, and with 
an explosive route runner, someone who can get open quickly and create after the catch like Devontae Adams. We saw Randall Cobb, by the way, so far, no updates on his status physically. Um, that we, I, There has been no indication that, that there is a fear that this is a serious injury, but that doesn't mean that it's not. That doesn't mean that it won't take a month to get back from or six weeks. This Packers offense is uniquely suited to the moment. And, you know, the Bills, explosive offense, they want to throw the ball over the yard. They're not consistent in the same way that Green Bay has been consistent this season. And, you know, Dallas, they've had some injuries. No Amari Cooper and no CeeDee Lamb. Okay, but then, then you know, you, you get some of those guys out there and it doesn't seem to matter. There's still weeks where it's like, well, what's, what's really going on? And it, it, is, it is, in some ways, it is hard to square. San Francisco, top five DVOA offense. So like there is, I, I think, this idea that if they're not what they were last year, that they're not not good relative to their peers this year. And, and last year has nothing to do with this year. It has nothing to do with this year. So yes, uh, we are colored, our opinions, my opinions are colored by what we saw last year. But what we saw on Sunday was a performance by an offense that has so many counters, so many uh, punches and counter punches. And, and the counter punch is part of the point, but they also have good punch plays. You know, you, you throw the punch to set up the counter punch, but you also just need to land some punches. And so they were able to score on a Texas route, little option from, from Randall Cobb on a little angle route from the backfield and with A.J. Dillon. So you've got a 190-pound slot receiver in the backfield running a running back route, and then you've got a 250-pound behemoth running a running back route, and they score on both of them. You see the fake RPO slant. That's the play off the play. The versatility, the number of guys that contributed to this offense humming, it was Devontae Adams. It was Randall Cobb. It was A.J. Dillon. It was Aaron Jones. You're able to get all of these pieces to coalesce together. And Aaron Rodgers said this after the game. He forgot that it was Josh Neisman out there, that it was John Runyon Jr. out there. And guess what? He also forgot that it was Aaron Donald out there and Von Miller out there and Leonard Floyd out there. Those guys, I made the joke on yesterday's show, but it's not really a joke. Did those guys play? Are we sure? Did they impact the game? My background is back, but it's the it's the same reaction. Uh, where were they? This Packers team, I think they found something offensively with what they can be in this. Okay, it's dink, it's dink, it's dink, it's home run. And they can be effective enough and efficient enough in those underneath plays because Rodgers is so accurate underneath and because Devontae is so good at getting open quickly and Randall Cobb is so difficult as a cover in the open field and Matt LaFleur is such an adept play caller that, and I've been saying this all season and it still sort of boggles my mind. Aaron Rodgers after week one said, we're going to have the two shell thing figured out in a week. And in a week, they did. 
scored 34 points in week two. Now, the offense hasn't been, you know, fixed, but they've consistently had answers. They are 9-2 and two in games started by Aaron Rodgers, and since week one, they have one loss, and it was a game that was absolutely insane, and the offense played awesome. So, I'll, I'll repeat it. The Packers, to me, in a week or two, when they start to get healthy, you're going to see, right? But don't get bogged down in that. Right now, right now, today, this is the best team in football. Yes, they can be better with David Bakhtiari. Yes, they can be better with Jair Alexander. Yes, they can be better with Sidarius Smith. Right now, today, today, and they don't play this week, but right now, today, this is the best team in football. In life, we're, we're all bound for different things. With beachbound.com vacations, you can be bound for adventure, bound for passion, bound for discovery, or bound for togetherness, bound for immersion, bound for rejuvenation, or maybe be bound for encountering the unexpected. Personally, when I'm at a beach, report, beach resort, I'm bound to end up poolside, maybe creating my own taco flight, carnitas, asada, meh, pastor maybe. Depends on how I'm feeling. As long as I've got a good view and a good drink in my hand, I'll be as happy as I can be. With Beachbound.com, you can find the perfect beach vacation for you no matter what you're looking for. What are you bound for? Visit Beachbound.com today. So I wanted to dig into the self-scouting part of this just just as a, a start. And we talked a lot about the strengths of this team. We've talked a lot about the weaknesses of this team. And I think I think those are are pretty clear. I, I wanted to think about, okay, where can this team make some improvements on the margins? Where can they find these little advantages? Not where they're bad, because the run defense, play to play, still not great. Still not great. And 26th in EPA per play. And this is um this is a situation where you, you kind of have to dig a little bit deeper because the run game is something that they're they're kind of fine with. They're kind of fine with. Teams want to run. You want to you want to run four or five yards. Cool. You're not getting over the top. And and we saw that you know even even on third and two, if you want to convert that third and two, they're they're kind of content to let you. I want to see if they have some some opportunities here, some counters where maybe they say, okay, on third and two, maybe you play a little differently. Now, unfortunately, that leaves you susceptible over the top to all kinds of big plays. And we saw the, you know, the double moves. If you're if you're gonna play all the quick game, you know, Matt Stafford was trying to get the ball out because he didn't want to get hit because the Packers front was kicking that ass. Okay. Now all of a sudden you're Odell Beckham and you hit him with the double move and you're over the top and it's six. Now you have to be able to protect in those situations. And when you've got Kenny Clark barreling down in your face and you've got Rashawn Gary flying off the edge past Andrew Whitworth and you've got Preston Smith affecting the game consistently, you are going to find it hard to push the ball down the field. But third and two, third and three, third and short yardage. Can you, can you come with a different approach? Now, fourth and one, they were able to get that stop. Adrian Amos makes a killer play in the backfield and you're, you're in good shape. But 
They, they seem content a little too often on third and less than four to say, sure, here, you know, here. And they're not really saying that, right? That's not fair. They're, they're not letting teams pick up first downs. They're just more worried about what's going on behind them. And, and rightfully so. I just, I just wonder if there are, are opportunities there to be a little bit more, not just creative, but to say, okay, well, in order to get a stop in a big spot, does it warrant uh, an opportunity uh, to, to be a little bit more aggressive? To say, okay, we're going to send a run blitz or pressure or something like that. So th- that's just a little thing. A little thing, but these are these. I mean, this is a really good football team. Those those are the kinds of things that you're looking for. A little thing. I mean, we're not we're not talking about the punt return stuff. We know that that's a problem. We're not talking about the kicking game. We know that that's a problem. There's really no solution, at least to the kicking game part of this. I, I you know, Randall Cobb put him back there, and then what does he do? Muff a punt. Okay, so the the obvious ones and the obvious solutions they're kind of gone. By this point in the season, it's not like they're going to miraculously transform into this other team, this other team that is terrific on special teams and makes every kick and, you know, is is going to allow two yards a carry. They're just not that team. So that that stuff is not what we're we're really thinking about right now and and I want to I want to dig more into it over the course of this week in our conversations with our guests as we move through this week and then of course as we we get into next week and start previewing the actual games there there is also I think more opportunities to get the tight end involved offensively and I know Josiah DeGuara has been a, a, an up and down player a mercurial player even if his temperament is very even keeled, the movement skills are there. The hands are there. The juice after the catch, they're there. Find ways to get him involved. Now, third and two, five minutes left in the first half. You've got Devontae Adams on a smash concept in the in the slot. And you've you've set it up so that he's gonna he's gonna be getting down the field and, and you have the opportunity to take that shot. Great. If Rodgers wanted to just throw the little stick route to, to Josiah DeGuara, he could have done that first down. I'm not saying those opportunities are the ones that, that I want to see, but it's more, okay, can you run that tight end screen to DeGuara with some space? Can you execute that a little bit better? Can he be the outlet in some of these max protect plays where it's like, okay, Mercedes Lewis is this extra offensive tackle, but Josh Dodgman's playing well enough. Billy Turner's playing well enough that maybe you don't need that. Now, that's all predicated on that being true. You need to have Billy Turner and Yash Nijman playing well enough to make that the case. And that has not necessarily been the case. But it was in this game. And, and so, again, this is just a little just a little tweak. I'd like to see if there are if there are ways to get him the ball in space a little bit more because I think he can be a threat. Also offensively. I still would love to see more 21, more A.J. Dillon and Aaron Jones on the field at the same time. And I think, you know, they, they waited basically all year to run it last year. I think we're going to see it again in the playoffs. We're going to see it again in December and some of these need to have it games. But I, I like the idea of having Cobb out there now. So I think like it, this is this is almost a non-complaint complaint because it's not really a complaint. It's just a I, I just I, I for personal reasons. 
curiosity mostly. I want to see it some more because I think it can be really, really good. Is Kevin King going to be given the chance to get his job back? I can't imagine he is, but let's just say because he has more sway in that locker room than anyone outside that building realizes or understands that he does or should. I think this Joe Barry defense has done an awesome job coalescing. It has been that next next man up mentality. I think Eric Stokes is going to be the right corner when when um, Jair Alexander comes back and and gets to be on the left side of the defense. The the offense is right. You get it. Um, and so Russell Douglas is going to be that that extra boundary corner. Shannon Sullivan is still going to be in the slot, but I wouldn't I wouldn't mind. I wouldn't mind if when they go to nickel, Jair goes inside and gets to play that star spot, especially in matchups against a team like, um, the, you know, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. So the the there is some flexibility there. It is, as Mike Wall said on the show a couple of weeks ago, a champagne problem. It's not even really a problem. You know, it's a champagne problem like, OK, which champagne are we going to drink? Like they're all champagnes. And they're all like relatively close in in quality, but do we just got to pick which one? Like, uh, if I pick this one, then I, I have to wait to drink this one. That's the that's the sort of issue that they're facing. the The depth here is is really tremendous, and and we just saw them play against a team that has the weapons theoretically, and the quarterback theoretically, and the play caller theoretically to take advantage of a secondary that doesn't have its best player, to take advantage of a pass rush that doesn't have its best player. And you see Adrian Amos making plays. You see Darnell Savage making plays. You see Russell Douglas making plays. Eric Stokes was, again, very good. Not making the mental errors that we saw against Minnesota. I'd like to see them experiment a little bit more at the star. I'd like to see, because I just think, especially when Jair Alexander gets back. And I, I, I'm sorry that I'm doing this because I just said, in the I just spent 10 minutes in the A block saying, stop doing this. But we're trying to figure out where they're going here that when and if he's back are there ways to get him more involved in the slot just because you want to get your three best guys out there the the, the, the same way Matt LaFleur handles the offensive line put your best five on the field get your best three corners on the field and let them go figure it out and make plays Today's episode is brought to you by our friends at Bet Online. Bet Online has had you covered all season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before as football season continues the march to the playoffs. Bet Online remains your number one spot for all your sports action this season. Head to the new updated desktop or mobile website to sign up today and get a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use the promo code locked on to get that bonus. From basketball, football, NHL, boxing, and UFC, right to your favorite Las Vegas casino games, don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers for the 2021 season bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports bet online where the game starts so it's not going to be much of a shocker where i think this packers team stacks up that's sort of not the point of this i i saw the playoff standings because washington won last night (laughs) which is hilarious and they're in the playoffs if the playoffs started today washington is in So that means the Packers have played four NFC playoff teams. They are 4-0 against those teams. Now, Minnesota getting pushed out of there because they they lost helps the record because they did just lose to Minnesota after all. But if you expand this to AFC playoff teams, they're 5-1 and and 5-0 in games started by Aaron Rodgers. 
not to make the cohort too small, but you know, Jordan Love is a big difference than than Aaron Rodgers. We just we know that this is not you know, um, this is not funny business with the with the math here. No one else really has a track record like that, a resume like that. Now, you could say, okay, well, the Cardinals are winning games with Kyler with Kyler Murray on the bench. That's true. Not exactly the most impressive slate of teams, but but that's true. And especially with the way Carolina looked on Sunday. Oof. Ugh. Cam Newton. Ugly stuff. I, the, the team to be worried about is the same team that it was six months ago, six weeks ago, eight months ago. Tampa Bay is the team. Now, Tampa Bay's pass defense is still a major problem. Their pass rush has not been anywhere near as good this season as it was last year. Shaq Barrett not performing at the same level. Vita Vea not performing at the same level. JPP not performing at the same level. And so that makes it even that much more difficult when you don't have Sean Murphy Bunting playing the the right position when you have Carlton Davis out. And theoretically, those guys are coming back, but they haven't been back. Now, offensively, they've been awesome. And they just were a, a semi truck rolling downhill on Sunday. And they still almost lost. They still almost lost. It still took some crazy late, late game stuff to win against Carson Wentz. I think the Tampa defense is a bigger problem than anything that the Packers are are dealing with. Interestingly, there are of the of the top 8 teams in offensive EPA per play. 5 of them are also in the top 8 of defensive EPA per play. It's the Cardinals, the Bills, the Packers, the Patriots, um and I'm missing someone. Doesn't matter. The Packers are in that are in that group. And I think that tells you pretty clearly that there is this tier of teams and then sort of everyone else fighting to get in that mix. The Packers already beat the Cardinals. And the Buccaneers, look, they're right there. And and they're flying a little bit under the radar because of all these injuries, because of um, the, the losses that you just make you go, what is that? Guess what? They had those last year. And they still come playoff time because of the way that they're set up, because of the way that they're they're built, pass rush, quarterback, receivers, and secondary, by the way, but the secondary's been banged up. And offensive line, they're, they're strong at all the premium positions. Their offensive line is theoretically going to be healthier than Green Bay's in the playoffs. Now, is there secondary? Is there pass rush? Are there, are there star players going to play as well? These are the things that Green Bay is up against. That's why to get Randall Cobb, who can be a big game producer like he was in this game, short plays, turn them into something. To get A.J. Dillon, hammer. If they're going to kill wide zone, you have to be able to run counter. You have to be able to run power. You have to have this other element in your run game. They have it now with A.J. Dillon. And you have to have answers defensively. You have to be able to have good a good plan. And Joe Barry, in these big games, they haven't lost a game this year because the defense had a bad plan. Now, they played poorly. They played really bad against the Saints. Just played really bad. I, I guess that would be the one game where you said they had a bad plan. After that, they had a great plan against Minnesota. 
Minnesota, Kirk Cousins just made a bunch of crazy throws under pressure that he's not going to make. And by the way, this is the same guy who didn't know which butt to cozy under on fourth down and cost his, it cost his team a potential win. I mean, a week later. So the, 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 the football gods must be crazy. And then you have the Jordan Love game. And, and they held Patrick Mahomes in check. It looks a little less impressive that they held Russell Wilson in check. It turns out he's really good at holding himself in check. Um, like the, the Jim Carrey line from Liar Liar, I hold myself in contempt. Why should you be any different? That said, this, this Packers team, they're, they're, they're hitting on the cylinders on all of them. I don't know if they've got eight. I don't know how many they've, they've got, but they've, they've got them all going right now. And hopefully they're able to get healthier over the bye week. But right now, this is this is the best team in the league. And the team that they, they least want to see is also finding that same sort of stride. I, I frankly hope we're on a collision course for, for Packers Bucks again. I do. And I think the Packers want that too. They want a shot of redemption. And so maybe we will get it here in now. It's just a couple more weeks. Subscribe to Locked on Packers on YouTube. Hit us up there. Subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, wherever you find podcasts, you will find Locked on Packers. Follow me on Twitter. Subscribe to The Leap, a newsletter I would love for you to subscribe to. And any anytime you want to hit us up on the Locked on Packers fan hotline, you can do that 920-341-3775 to stay Locked on Packers. <laughs>